Welcome to the You Collective podcast. You Collective is an open platform democratizing the voice of individuals with achievement and impact, and providing a window into these pathmakers and their evolving journey. With us today is Shreese Conan and Johnson. Shreese, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's、uh, a pleasure to be here. So, thank you so much. And so, let's dive in. Tell us about your journey and your path so far, and what what you do. Sure, that is a open question that I can't answer. And I started my career in financial services, and specifically in the asset management business at J.P. Morgan. And it was there that I developed a love for financial markets, as well as investing in U.S. markets. And so, I started off on the client side in client service, helping pension plans and foundations understand the investments they were making on behalf of、uh, their participants, who are folks like you and I who invest in a four hundred one k or a mutual fund. Uh, and then I actually went on to the side that makes those investments for them, and so I spent the first six years of my career understanding how to create returns for portfolios, and specifically picking stocks that went into those portfolios. So I didn't have a background in finance, quite frankly. I studied economics and American studies at Yale University, and that is different from finance. And so, one of the biggest things that I did to help me build the professional skills as an investor, professional investors, was obtain my Chartered Financial Analyst or CFA Charter Holder designation, and then I learned under the tutelage of a Portfolio manager who gave me a lot of responsibility, and that was really meaningful, but also instrumental in giving me the confidence to pick stocks. And ultimately, I covered roughly twenty percent of a ten billion dollar portfolio, and I was able to build on that as I moved from analyst to associate to vice president. I then went to Uh, Chicago Booth, and I left that world because I didn't see myself as a portfolio manager down the line. And so I said, "Well, if I'm not going to be a full-time portfolio manager down the line, this is probably not a place for me to stay." And so Chicago Booth provided a transition opportunity for me to do something different, and I decided that that different thing was going to be to. Try and start a business of my own. So instead of investing in businesses and public companies, I wanted to start one. And I had an idea、uh, that really came from my interest in helping people with their money and helping young people. I found a business partner at Chicago Booth, Adricia Wimberly, and together we started a company called Smarties and did that for. After Chicago Booth, and ultimately grew that business to a point where we decided we couldn't grow it anymore. The market was fickle. 
for financing uh, folks coming out of college. And we decided we didn't want to raise an additional round of capital. And so we closed down Smarties, which was the right business to make. I then decided to utilize my entrepreneur skills, my finance skills, and my desire to develop neighborhoods. And I started a role at the Chicago Infrastructure Trust just over a year ago. And that was fully in effect to bring new infrastructure to the city of Chicago. You may have read in the papers, though, over the last six months, Chicago's finances are not in shape. And so I left the Chicago Infrastructure Trust, and so did the entire team that was there. And most recently, I joined a team as a director at Next Street Financial, which is a merchant bank modeled after a European-style bank where we provide advice and strategy and capital solutions for small to medium-sized businesses. So that's what I do day-to-day. But on the outside of that, I speak and write and uh, put on a lot of, put out a lot of material for women as well as men, but more more targeted women. But uh, it is advice that is geared toward investing for that demographic who are older millennials, Gen Xers, on how to invest for them themselves. So I do that through the Sharice's platform. And that is my path. That's, that's great. Um, and such a diverse path. And you obviously, as you mentioned, built things, started things, uh, left those things, and then started new things again. Those are major steps as you progress your professional path. What was the decision making process like? Or you know, what kinds of things drove you to say, you know, this is what I want to do and, and, and find the way to make it happen? Sure. There are three major factors that really drive my decision. Uh, the first one is, what do I see myself doing three to five years from now? And if I try to have a vision for that, I saw myself really helping people with, with money and helping people uh, with my talents around business development. And so I work backwards. So if I see myself doing that, how can I get into a role that allows me to execute on that vision? That's one. The second piece is actually quite spiritual. I, I do a lot of praying. I do a lot of digging deep in terms of what my faith uh, guides me into t- doing and, and how I should do it. And so my path does tend to be a bit untraditional because I do tend to take uh, the unbeaten path where, you know, my peers uh, might go somewhere different. And uh, it's my faith that sort of guides some of those decisions. And then the third piece I would say is, you know, what kind of lifestyle do I want? Can can my path support the lifestyle of being around my family and friends and having enough money to do the things that are important to me and, and support the causes, but also uh, my own dreams of, of what I am built here to do. 
And as you think about the uh, what you just said,、um, I mean, are there any points through your education, through the progression, and and the different pivots that you've made that?、Uh, You know, you had self doubt, and and where did you kind of find that confidence to help you to succeed in each each of the activities that you have done? Sure, I I think that my confidence comes from a having a really really strong, not wide, but strong support network of. Of family and friends who encourage me to just be myself, and that I don't have to be anything else. And who I am is not what I do, and so I don't have to be motivated by a lot of the things that might motivate other people、uh, that drives their decisions. And I, I can still be me. I would say, be the confidence comes from failing. So I had learned very early in my career that it takes patience to develop your craft, and as long as I can be patient、um, and still try new things but fail, fail quickly in doing that, that's going to build confidence over time. And then I would say,、uh, C, that gives me the confidence is that. I have worked really, really hard. I mean, when you work hard at something, like I have、uh, at the various intersections of the things that you're passionate about, the things that you're uniquely gifted to do, I think that hard work breeds more confidence in you because you then begin to see results. And again, you might not always get the outcome that you want, but It's in then that next stage that all of that hard work pays off from the failing before that happened. So you put that all together and you become pretty confident and self-assured. And you don't always get it right, of course, but you do believe in yourself that you're uniquely positioned to do that thing that you're working toward and you're patiently trying to hone in for your craft. No, thank you for that and. Today, you're using your capacity and skills to help people better manage their finance and uh, understanding uh, finance in general, and and that's that's very powerful and impactful in many ways. Anything else that you would like to leave、uh, with the U Collector community about、uh, any advice, any learnings,、um, and、uh, perhaps what you see going forward? Sure. I think my biggest thing that I want to leave is that something that my <laughs> my grandmother、uh, used to say when I was growing up, and I take it to heart because it, it rings so true, and it's real practical advice. Which is,、um, when your money starts looking funny, it's time to do something different. And so there are many people that get caught up. In doing the same thing over and over again, I'm frustrated with what they have in terms of monetary assets, and so there's they feel a lack of what they can do out here. And my whole big thing is planning ahead 
when that money looks funny to either get a different role and, you know, make sure you secure the kind of resources that allows you to do the things that you want to do. Because when you don't have the resources to do those things, you start getting angry and agitated and like you're unsuccessful. So go out and uh, make sure you have a mindset of building wealth for yourself. Um, and so you don't leave yourself sort of second uh, because I think people can get left behind. Uh, and I want to leave that with people that they can go out and do that for themselves because they are uniquely positioned. Everyone is uniquely positioned to participate and to contribute in this world. And I think each, each, each person can do that in their own unique way. Well, Sharice, thank you so much for sharing your story and your experience with us. And uh, it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Uh, look, looking forward to the next time. Thank you.